0: I got superpowers, superpowers. I got superpowers, superpowers. <laughs> seven days a week 24 hours. Yep. I got Zach and Laura Belbo, welcome same to, same same. to the show. Welcome to become your, become your Own Superhero. Awesome.
1: Thanks for having
0: us. No, oh, you're so welcome. I uh you're you fast, fast becoming my favorite power couple. <laughs> 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 I know some pretty powerful power couples, man. You guys are really inspiring and and uh, being, having access to your, your spirit and your heart is something I want to talk about today. Um, I, don't, I didn't really plan anything with this interview, but I, it's just something about the way that you two operate really aligns with, with uh, me and I know my wife, Anna. So we're very grateful for that. And not enough people know about you. So any opportunity we can get to put you out into the world, if that's what you so desire, then more power to me.
1: Fantastic. Awesome. Very Fantastic.
2: Really cool. Well, we're excited. We're, we're excited right. to dive in and, uh, you know, get put on the spot. We love
0: it.
1: Yep. We well, work a lot people- behind the scenes, so it's fun to be, you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> well, for people that, that uh, are just teetering on, they're about to flick through to the next podcast, why should they listen to what you guys have to say today?
1: Yeah, why should they listen, Zach? <laughs> um,
2: why should they listen? Well, you know, I, I think because... We we probably have some pretty humble beginnings. So if if you if you think that everybody, you know, kind of started out and you're looking at powerhouse people that look like they've been on top for a long time, um, I would say that we have not been on top for a long time. No. And nor do I think I'm at the top yet. So, you know, I I, I think that we'll probably get into some of our backstory and and just kind of dive into like what kind of shaped us and gave us the probably the grit that we have. So,
1: and, you know, definitely that as well as the cool thing is you can learn from our story and learn from the mistakes we made and learn from the people we've had the privilege of being around a lot of very, very awesome people. Um, not anything we did to deserve that. It's just, you know, life, uh, handed us that, which was really awesome. And so we'd love to share with you what we've learned from our experience. Yeah. So.
0: Well, I mean, it reminds me of an experience I had in mid-2020. We were only able to get out for an hour a day to go do shopping. I pulled up at the South Melbourne Market, which is um, a really beautiful market, lots of fresh produce and food. And I pulled up next to a guy in a McLaren, which is worth about $750,000 Australian. And uh, he got out and he was this tall uh, guy in his 60s Greek guy. And he was there with his, with his partner. And I said to him, uh, what did you have to sacrifice in your life to get into one of those? And he goes, oh, lots of, lots of good luck. Um, and his girlfriend said, lots of hard work. And I said, well, I believe you create your own luck. Mm-hmm. And it sounds to me like you guys have created a lot of your own luck.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a lot about... It's so funny because people think like there's this like path and you walk on this path and you're gonna have success when you walk on this path. But it's really, I think the biggest thing to hard work is not not stopping. There's so many times that we were like, is this worth it? Is this worth it? Should we stop? Should we stop? And we just, we didn't stop and we kept believing and the cool thing is, you know, if you know, you're married. And so like, he has such a better power of expectation than I do. And so it was so funny because in the middle of it, and I mean, we might get into this as well, but all the struggles that we've had throughout our marriage, we've been married for 11 going on 12 years. um, And all those things, like there'd be a moment when he was like, I can't make it anymore. And I was there to be like, come on, we're going to go. And then the next, then like literally a week later, I'd be like, I can't do this anymore. And he'd be like, (laughs) come on, let's go. And like we wouldn't let each other give up, you know, and that's a beauty. If you have a relationship like that, like, value that's like the most valuable thing in the world if you have somebody in your corner saying don't give up and then when they're down you can tell them don't give up because there's a lot of times we could have given up on a lot of things and we could have settled for normal and we're like we are not like not settling for normal in life that's boring and like and we so we were like that was I think (laughs) that is so when you say hard work depends on your definition of hard work but I say keep going is part of the hard work
2: yeah and And I guess, like, for me, like, I want to, like, I want to define what I think of as hard work, right? Like, hard work, like, there's hard work, because I poured concrete before, right? Like, that's
1: physically hard, work, right?
2: That's hard. (laughs) Like, it is physically demanding to pour concrete. Mm -hmm. And then there's hard work in the, it's like the perseverance, it's the commitment, right? Like, the hard work is making sure you're doing the next thing, right? Because, like, the, the work, isn't i don't believe it's hard in the sense of like i watched my parents work at a steel mill work crazy shifts it's like simple they
1: did. but not easy
2: yeah it's simple but it, it but it, it's the discipline behind it that it is what pays off yeah. right it's it's hard to discipline yourself i guess yeah. um until yeah. it becomes until it becomes part of who you are and then you just you you make it so it's automatic. It becomes a lifestyle.
1: But it's the same reason why are successful people, why do successful people tend to, um, work out, eat well, um and be successful. Well, it's the same muscle. It's the same thing. It's like, okay, well, I want to sit and eat this chocolate cake, but I'm not going to. I want to sit and eat this and I'm not going to. I I don't want to go and lift something or do pull-ups or chin-ups or whatever you're doing. You don't want to do that, but you do it anyways. And the same thing's true. It's way easier to sit down and get lost in a movie and like let your life just pass by. It's easier to just stay in the machine and just stay in complacent. monotony and complacent but like get, having that desire making it having your desire be strong enough that it overcomes that inertia that you're like I'm going to do any every like whatever I can even if everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy even if like it's been a year or two years and like no money is coming I'm going to keep on the path and so um I think that's definitely our definition of hard work so was it hard it depends on your definition <laughs>
0: Well, I think, and it's, it's a really wonderful um, explanation. I think hard for me, like once I, once I moved into alignment, once I finally figured out my reason for being on planet Earth, and one of the things that you spoke about in one of your uh, 2019 podcasts, Laura, was, was about, uh, about alignment and about finding and, and God and your relationship mm-hmm. with Source, right? And it, it, for me, it became effortless when I'm in alignment. I st- and hard work for me is reading a book that I don't feel like reading, that, but the knowledge I learn from it shaves a year off my learning curve or five years, right? Mm-hmm. The, and, and when I coach, I give my all, and, it, and, I, and, it, and I need to manage the time it takes me to recover from that so I don't overexert myself. So it may physically look like I'm not doing everything for 24 hours a day, but I'm getting good at managing my, my energy and my. You know my source. Does that sound about right?
2: Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think, um, I, I think that's probably one of the things. Like Laura touched on a little bit, right? I, I think that's one of the things the entrepreneurial journey does for you, right? Is like, okay, I've up leveled my business, but now what's the weak link, right? I guess <laughs> like entrepreneurs are constantly like, for at least I am, right? I'm constantly looking for the weak link. So what, what's what's how am I underperforming? Am I not reading enough? Like, am I not getting enough information? Am I not keeping up with my learning? Mm -hmm. Is my health poor? Right. Am I, am I slacking on what I'm consuming? Right. Like, like I'll have bouts, like full, full transparency, I have bouts where I'm drinking. Like I could go and drink a pot of coffee every day and run on coffee and, you know, minimal sleep and like be a crazy person. But.
1: I don't, I don't like that version of him.
2: Right. What is that? (laughs) But. But deep down, I know that's not sustainable. And like, I don't feel good when I do it. So it's like this constant, like, okay, like, what's going on? Where am I slacking? What, where do I need to focus on and like make an adjustment to make that a little more optimal? Right. And like bring that level up. Right. Like, it was my time with God slacking because it happens. Right. Like, I do better. I'm a better human being when I get up and I read my Bible in the morning and then I read something else. Like, I need that. But there's, moments where it doesn't happen and then like i have to like we have to check each other or we we know
1: we notice it in ourselves and in each other in our relationship in our relationship with partners that we're coaching with and other like we notice it in just relationships in general relationship with ourselves and other people and literally like i mean i don't know if this is true for everybody but it's true for us is like we're just like how can we become better humans today (laughs) you know because like that And that, yeah, exactly what you said is like when we are our best version, then we can, then it feels more effortless to go and serve other people. And then until then, like, because humans are humans, like you have a tendency to be selfish and this and that and all these other things. And I'm like, everything falls apart when I start focusing inward. And so I like, I focus inward in order to focus outward, if that made any sense. Makes sense to me. All right.
0: So I want to... Yeah, it's it's brilliant. I, I want to talk about the significance of being around high performers in a minute. But before we get to that, I'd love for you to share really some of the reason we, we got together on this show, because anyone who's listened to any previous episodes has heard about the challenges that my wife and I've had about making babies. But I mean, geez, you guys have been through the mill. You care to share some of that oh, background yeah, with us?
1: And I, well, first since, of all, first,
2: so since we are in the club together, yes, we are that, in the, club.
1: the club. no one wants to be like, in. You don't get <laughs> like
2: you don't get to like pick that you get in the club, right? Like you just yeah. get initiated, unbeknownst to you, you're you're in the club, and it's and then no
1: one fun. tells you about the club because it's right. kind of a quiet club because no one wants to talk about it, and it's this weird thing. And and um, I gotta say, first of all, like we we've had our, our stuff, but you guys have been through the ringer as well, and so right. like. I mean, it's funny you say that about us. I'm sitting there going, oh my goodness, like their story is crazy. Like Anna, uh, like your wife's like her mindset is just, it's amazing to me that she's been through all that and for sure is moving forward. So, and she's so positive and such a light to the world despite all that. So, And
0: it's legit too. There's no facade with her. I promise you that.
1: So, so yeah. So our story, um, you know, when we first got, got married, you know, everybody just assumes assumes it's. Hey, it's going to be easy. We're going to have kids. We're going to, and at that point we were like, oh yeah, we're going to have the American dream. You know, we're going to have the white picket fence and the house and the nine to five and the cars and the two kids and life's going to be awesome. Right? Well, We we're gonna have well well little do we know we get we 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 don't do normal we just don't do normal so nah. I, so in anything in life like my sister even jokes with me she's like how come life's always just like backwards for you and I'm like I don't know apparently I picked that I don't know but you know um on a side note I wouldn't have it any other way like for sure the doing the life normal versus not um but um as far as as far as the pregnancy thing is you know, we got pregnant really easily. So we're like, Oh, cool. You know? Um, and then our very first, um, pregnancy, we, we actually were going to do a home birth. We were going to have a midwife and all that stuff. And we we're all excited and, um, had our first midwife appointment and everything there wasn't, you know, it was early on. So it was like, "Yeah." Um, and then we ended up in, in the hospital. Um, it was a Sunday. I remember it was a Sunday afternoon. We ended up in a hospital, um, and had had a miscarriage that day and um craziest thing was his grandmother's funeral was the next day it was this this surreal experience and it kind of it shook me to the core because I was always like a little nervous because it was the first time I was even pregnant stuff but I was like oh yeah it'll be all right and then that happened and I the rest is kind of a blur (laughs) because what happened after that is I I I had this like okay we're gonna try like I, I had that like we have to move forward. We have to figure this out. We're going to try again, but I never, like, I never really let it sink in. I never really healed. I never really. So I was very callous. So we got pregnant with our son, Jaken, who's now nine. Um, and I, don't remember anything. I didn't let myself feel any of it. I didn't let myself enjoy any of it. I didn't let myself experience any of it. It was, I was going through the motions, like very much going through the motions. Um, so we had our first miscarriage in June and our son ended up being born in January. If you do the math, it doesn't work. Wow. <laughs> and so like, God.
2: He, he, well, so, so for clarification, you'd like to skip this part. So he, his due date. I was leaving it for you to share. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. So his due date was May 4th, right? So Star Wars day, right? Everybody knows May the 4th be with you, right? All that. So that is his due date, like super easy to remember. He's born on January 25th in a snowstorm in the car on the way, like we were pulled Should
1: have been a movie. Right. Should've like movie.
2: <laughs> Right. She's like, I'm working nights. She wakes me up. She's like, I think I'm having contractions. Feel my stomach. I'm like, I I don't know anything about babies. <laughs> like I know nothing. All I in know is
1: about... I was having back labor. I didn't know either. Right.
2: But like in my head, I'm like, why are you asking me? Like, leave me alone. I want to go. Like, I'm I have to go to work soon and you're pestering me. Like
1: it was it's a fine. great like, way you... to talk to a pregnant <laughs> wife who was <laughs> no, about I didn't to
2: slip. all right. So full transparency. I didn't say that. Right. But I did you like... sound
1: very callous,
2: right? Right. But like the response was like, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think that's contract. I think you're fine. I think you're just, yeah, like roll back over, come to like an hour later, like we're leaving, we're going to the hospital. And yeah, I will, I open the door and there's a foot and a half of snow out and you can't see the road. I'm like, Whoa. But the
1: cool thing is, because of that, <laughs> we actually went to the closer hospital. True. And had we not, we We've... probably would have lost him.
0: Think True. about wow. that.
1: Because we were going to go to our hospital that we're supposed to go to was a half an hour north. The other one was 15 minutes south. Um, But the north one was nicer. And so we were going to go to that one. But because of the snowstorm at the end of our road, you could turn right, or you could turn left. And he turned left. We would have never made it to the other one. We would never have made it because he literally came out as we were pulling in the parking lot of the hospital. And so, like, it's just crazy how those little details in life, like, you're like, I turn right, my life would be completely different. I turn left, it's completely different. And I mean, that's metaphorical for life. So you can take that as deep as you want. But it is deep. (laughs) We turn left. And now nine years later, we do have a son. He was in the NICU for 127 days. It was um, crazy time. I don't, like, I honestly, he makes fun of me, but I blocked a lot of that out of my brain. Um, a lot of different things. He's been like collapsed alone. They thought he had some brain damage. He did not,
2: um, but- They did, I don't know. They probably did like- He's miracle Five blood transfusions. Cause he wasn't producing his own white blood cells. Mm-hmm. For, to
1: See, I forgot or, that part. I just or, forget things. Whatever,
2: no red blood cells. He wasn't producing his own red blood cells to transport oxygen. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, just you, you name it. Like we did it. Like yeah. it was
0: 127 days. You say.
1: He, he came home June 2nd. Yeah. So uh, he came home a day to the year after our first miscarriage. It was crazy town. So in a year, baby, he was, he 100%. was, and he's still, uh, he's such a special boy. Yeah. Like,
2: and since this is going on YouTube, I can show you this. So I have uh, a picture, right? We have a picture of my wedding ring, all the way up to his, his bicep, bicep. Yeah, it's crazy on his arm when he was in the NICU.
1: You would never know he's a jujitsu loving, crazy nine year old No issues. <laughs> gonna be nine. Gonna be. Yeah. Nine. Gonna
2: be nine. No issues. Nothing like he's. Yeah. Picture of health.
1: Yeah. So um, but after lesson. after him, I went into this crazy, like depressive like mode. And everyone was like, it's postpartum. I'm like, it's not postpartum. There's something wrong in my brain. <laughs> so um, I ended up going into this whole nutrition thing and trying to figure all this stuff out. Ended up um throughout the course of the next four years having um three different losses. One was at at 15 weeks. Um, one was at um 12 weeks, no, six weeks. Sorry, 15 weeks, six weeks, eight and weeks. then one at eight Great weeks. World. And then one at at 30 weeks. We actually had a stillborn at 30 weeks. And um, that was over the course of the next three years. Um, and I mean there's so much, so many lessons and so much that went on behind the scenes of all that. But um I remember the that last uh, loss that we had was the, we we had a stillborn at 30 weeks, our son Griffin. And um, we looked at each other and this first time, cause we, you know, we told you earlier <laughs> that we always are there pulling each other up and we're like, come on, we're going to try again. We're going to keep going. And so after each loss, we would look at each other and one of us, it was never both of us. One of us would be like, just one more time, just one more time. <laughs> and then after that one, we looked at each other and we're like, It's time to move on. It's time to, to, to open up to whatever um, God has for us next. Cause we're like, obviously what we're working on, it's working on us, but not working the way we want to. So we're like, okay, what's going to happen? Like, what do you want? God, what do you want from us? And in his infinite wisdom of being the man, (laughs) he said, all right, we're not going to make any decisions on anything for six months you're going to heal and you're going to take care of yourself and you're going to rest. And we did. Um, and it was a hard six months because I do not like to sit still. And so <laughs> wait, I mean, Oh, was, that's
2: where our son gets it from. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so we we're like, okay. And so we did. And then through that process though, that's how we actually ended up getting into um, entrepreneurship and into business and into marketing and serving people um, in that capacity. And um, I don't know that we would have had, we turned right on that road or had gone down a different path i don't know if we would have i don't know what would have happened i I don't know either um so not that you want to be part of the club but everything in life whether good or bad leads you somewhere that's important as long as you listen to it so that's how we look at it but it's still every time we hear people like you know you guys or anybody else we're like oh sorry because we know the pain like that that It's yeah. We know it. We know the feeling. We're like, like oh, I'm sorry. My
2: heart sinks every time because I I know all the things that come with that, right? Mm -hmm. Like your expectations being here, and then they come down to here, and the doubt, and the like, just the like the struggle to go out in the world, right? Like Mm -hmm. like function to go back to a job, and because I'm not gonna like, I am not a public display of feel bad for me right? So there's people, like, people just don't know, like, I, like, it got to the, like, we don't tell people, like, we didn't tell people about pregnancies, because, no. because, like, in the back of your head, you're like, man, let me just get past, yeah. a, like, let me just get past the number, and then I'll tell people, and then, and then that didn't work, right? Like, we, then we have a 30-week stillborn, and like, okay, like, now, like, I told people, yeah. and now I have to go, t- like, people are like, what happened? And I'm like,
1: and, know. and, and the, like, I mean, there's a, a level at least I did I don't know if I'm the only person who experiences I kind of doubt it but like there's a level of like like am I doing like is it is it my fault is it my fault you know and, and I think that probably happens for both the men and the women like what did I do what could I have done and there's this fault and there's this uh, you know you feel insecure over it and you feel like wounded and you feel like you're like, there's like, you feel like the first time you walk in public after that happens, you feel like there's like this gaping wound on you that no one can see, but you feel it. And it's like this weird, like, it's just this weird feeling when you walk out into public and you're just like, can everybody see my pain? Because I feel like it's right here And, and they don't, but you feel like you're walking through this crowd of people yet. You're all alone. It's the weirdest feeling. I'm sure you guys know know that feeling and then most people don't talk about there's also this financial thing that goes with it like like i mean for anybody of you who's listening to this who who knows somebody who's walking through it people always ask me well what what do you get people give them a gift card gift card to go out to eat give them like because there's so much pressure internally and then you got financial pressure and you know you're paying you get hospital bills we had hospital bills for six years because we went through miscarriages after miscarriage and losses in hospitals and, and so it's just like we we're in debt from hospital bills because yeah you lose you have this big pain and loss and then on top of it they're like oh yeah by the way that's five thousand dollars <laughs> you know like, and that, so like, that's
2: that thing that we did yeah to help you out yeah, that wasn't free. Yeah. We're, like we're not we're not in the business of charity. So, so
1: like for people who are wondering, like that's a real thing for people too. And so, I mean, so there's so many sides of it. That was a really long explanation, but that's her story. <laughs> so,
0: well, I I believe there is so much power in in hearing you guys share your story, and and I would say, ironically, it's gotten easier the more miscarriages because there's not so much emphasis on one, right? I want to know the difference though between grieving a miscarriage and a stillborn because I, I, would st- I still think that I would rather have gone through 16 miscarriages. Well, full disclosure, it's 12 and four, four from a previous marriage. I've had 12 versus 16 collectively, right? I, like I would rather have gone through the 12 than the one stillborn, but that's just my yeah i don't know you How know you what feel? i said
1: i said that and then we had a stillboard, <laughs> um because i was like um i said the same thing because there is an attachment that comes um and you get so close there's this expectation of of okay we've made it you know and there was a name and we saw ultrasounds and you know, we experienced all these things and in full transparency for our stillborn, we had um, rough, we had a rough start to it. Like um, we thought we were going to lose him at like 12 weeks and then it worked out, which we made it even harder because I was like, oh, God wouldn't have brought us this far to have us lose him. Literally, that was what my thought was. So I was, I was, cautiously optimistic. Cause I was like, we had our scare. It's over. We're moving through this. We're good. God would. And I kept saying that over and over to myself, God wouldn't allow us to come this far to stop us now. God wouldn't allow, like, why, why would, why would a good guy do that? He wouldn't do that. Right. And so I was like, I was doing okay. As we moved on, like when we were like 25, weeks, I was like, okay, I was, I was doing all right. And then when we hit 28 weeks, I was like, our son was born at twenty, uh, well, twenty six weeks. So he hit twenty eight weeks. So I was like, okay, like, hey, surfactant surfact- in the lung market, like, like we knew things, things so you right? Supposed
2: to know, right? Like lung development <laughs> and like, so you like in our head we're like, okay, cool. Like if you're born now, like the NICU is nothing. Like right, like your your success rate in the NICU at thirty weeks is great. Like it's right. it's om- probably almost a hundred percent at this point. So like
1: that was what we were feeling in our
2: head. We're like. No, we we've made, we've made, made this milestone. We made this managed. milestone like two more weeks, and we're home free.
1: You know, and and so what ended up Ugh. happening? As um, I was actually taking progesterone shots because they were worried about me being early, and had I not taken those, we would have had a repeat of our son.
2: I was giving her progesterone shots, which was quite fun. <laughs> I don't
1: know if you know anything about it, but they you jab Giant, them in their in their butt.
2: In the butt like yeah, <laughs> lots of fun.
1: Thanks for sharing that. Uh,
2: That's what I was doing. I
1: mean, we're talking about. So anyway, so ended up, I was having those because they were early, uh, they were worried about early labor and it prevented early labor. But what it didn't do or did do is um, it didn't allow him to come out when he needed to, because my um, placenta wasn't growing. They didn't know that. They didn't, they didn't know that. And so what happened is by the time we figured this out, it was too late like we had gone Friday, we went to the the doctor, they, the little ultrasound thing, everything was fine. The echograms, just
2: just sound, right? You're just looking for heartbeat.
1: Everything was fine. By Monday, we were in an emergency visit to the, to the ER, to the hospital we were going to be at, and there was no heartbeat. And so you go in the course of like two days and, and like, even our doctor was literally looking at us. She's like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. She did the
2: accurate. She was like, like, I don't understand. Just here. Like, how does that work? I was
1: like, life is did, not meant to be understood. <laughs> did
0: you have to deliver the baby naturally?
1: Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, I mean, it was challenging. Actually the hardest part was um, afterwards. Cause they're like, do you want to hold it? And to be honest, I was like, no, but yes. Cause I don't know. Cause I didn't want to like completely just break down. I was like, like, so I'm looking at Zach and he's like, honey, it's up to you. Like, and so I was like, and they're like, they were, oh, I was the most amazing hospital staff I've ever had though. Like the girl, she was only like she's 25, like, I swear.
2: Yeah, she was.
1: She was so brilliant though. Like, like as far as what she did, she was so good at what she did. And she was just like, listen, you might need some time. I'm going to make sure that he, like they put them in a thing to make sure that they don't, their body doesn't decompose. decompose. And so he, she's like, take a minute, gather yourself but don't make a decision yet. And she like walked us through this whole thing. And that was the hardest part was when I finally was like, no, I need to do this for closure. And and just those, in the decisions you have to make in such a short amount of time that you're just like, what do I do? What do I do? And And like, that was the most challenging thing. But then afterwards, being able to forgive yourself and just say, hey, I did the best I could in that moment. And like, it's okay like all the decisions we made were they were good because they were we needed to in the minute and then like obviously then it took several months (laughs) or longer of counseling after that to kind of like get through that because there was like when there's a physical representation of that spiritual expectation of what was coming that's what makes it more difficult yeah yeah
2: for sure
0: do you did you get a photograph Mm -hmm. holding the baby at all
1: we did of and, holding
0: and, the
2: baby or just the baby? I think we did. I don't remember.
1: We did. We had some photographs because we sent them to our to our parents. Yeah. yeah.
0: And 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 Zach it was a boy. Like, there's your second boy. How, how was that experience for you being in the in the emergency room?
2: So I I'll tell you what. So the so the emergency room and like the the birth part, like the whole experience was so surreal, right? So like So we got there and then like, we had like, it's hospital food. We don't eat hospital food. Right. So she's like, you need to go get me something to eat. Right. For. This was
1: after we already knew that we had lost him and they were, um, they're like, we got to induce you. Right. And they did give us the option. They're like, you can go home and come back and like, and we're like, no, like, no, let's.
2: So like, I think the whole like the whole thing was just like it was almost like walking around playing a video game, right? Like I felt like I was just watching myself like walk, mm-hmm. walk around. And like I had to call my boss because I was supposed to like I was yeah, I had to call him update my boss, be like, hey, I'm not coming in tomorrow. Right. Like and he's like, What happened? I'm like, We're like, we don't have a baby anymore. And he's like, I don't even he's like, I don't even know what to say. I'm like there's nothing to say, dude. Like, I don't, like, I don't need you to say anything to me. I, in my head, this is what I'm saying. Like, I don't like I don't need you to tell me anything. Like, you're not, you're not the person I'm looking for counsel for this from, but, and then like, I had to go to the store and just I'm like, tell I'm me you'll cover
1: my shift. <laughs> right,
2: well, and I go to the store and I'm just like walking around and I'm like, I can't believe I'm here.
1: Yeah. Like life stands still. Right. Like I, like,
2: yeah. I, like I, like, I cannot believe that today went from I'm going to get up and go to work and in a few weeks or a month or whatever we're going to have a baby to like I'm walking around finding food to that we can eat while we hang out in a hospital and wait for her to give birth to a stillborn Mm -hmm. right and and then like I I didn't I didn't hold him and and it was like it was it was too much for me. Like I, I, like for me, I was, the lady's like, you sure? And I'm like, I like, it was just overwhelming to me.
1: He held me while I held him.
2: Right. Cause that felt like that felt right to me. Yeah. But, and it was just this, like, it was the most surreal thing I've ever gone through. Mm -hmm. Like, and there's nothing like I, I have zero control over the situation and I like to fix stuff like
1: especially for me he likes to fix things for me
2: fix things for her like I fix stuff for people like I don't like to see people in pain I don't like especially your wife especially (laughs) my wife that we've been through this ringer multiple times like I just like I am a fixer like I'm gonna solve a problem today like you're you're Mm -hmm. having an issue let's solve the problem right now and I'm out like you might as well just can't handcuff me
1: and i'm guessing that's probably true for you too like if you could do anything in the world you probably fix it for for your wife right
0: and in a hot yeah
1: you're like i just want to fix it for you right
2: and, like you want to like actually you want a finger like here like does like if i if you chop off my finger will that work like right. what what what's the cost
1: and honestly like and maybe you guys have experienced this too but like the amount of um strain and work that it put on our relationship in, in a good way in the end of like because he wanted to fix it for me I just wanted him to like and, like hold and, me acknowledge <laughs> <laughs> acknowledge, acknowledge pain. my pain but he wanted to fix it And I wanted to acknowledge the pain and we were both trying to like and this is true for all the miscarriages we had this is not isolated to one or the other it didn't it was just the intensity maybe had changed a little bit um but it's like he wanted to fix it I just wanted him to like empathize with me and just like be there and he was trying to he grieved through like doing things and I grieved through talking and so we're like and it's this like trying to figure out how to care for the other person and and, and figure out how to take care of yourself and it, there's just this like it's it's intense and it, and we had this conversation we kind of laughed about it it makes you it makes other people look at your relationship and say you guys have been married for years right because you have to figure out so much of each other so quickly and in this like intense situation that you just learn how to, you learn a lot about the other person and how to support them and how to care about them. And it, I mean, you can testify to that, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, you're taking me back to the hospital visits and I, and I love you guys, uh, for sharing so openly. And I'm astonished at the, the, your ability to not, become super emotional and it it doesn't oh, appear it that <laughs> well, it doesn't appear that you that you are uh, disassociated from it it's just that you're you're in in control of it or you've you've reclaimed that power. And I I want to ask you a question in a minute about um what advice you would give to people that are about to go through what you went through. But are you taking me back to the hospital the first time it happened because the first pregnancy and I had was was the ectopic, and she was given a, a methotrexate, which is a chemotherapy drug to stop the thing. She ran a, a 10 kilometer hill marathon with me whilst on it, six miles of this ridiculous, we had to pull ourselves up thing.
1: I knew I told she was her not- hardcore, <laughs> she, came,
0: she came third in the women's and then that didn't work. She had to get a second injection. And in the meantime, we've, we've probably gone to the hospital like six or seven times for scans. I'm asking from the the CEO of the hospital to the orderly, if it was their daughter or their wife or their partner, what would they do? Right. I became this machine because I was using every opportunity I could to garner as much knowledge. And over the course of the, the umpteen visits that we had, because Anna set a record at the Royal Women's Hospital for the most number of uh, miscarriages by, by a couple and, and I, I, I wanted to know because I, through my own personal health journey, I'd been lied to by twenty different medical experts for seventeen years about my incurable autoimmune disease, which I fixed in four days by cutting gluten and refined carbohydrates out of my diet. Right? I was pissed. Been there, done that. Right? <laughs> I know you know Uh-oh. what I'm talking about. And it's like, why, why wouldn't you have just said, you know what, Mister Ditchburn? We don't honestly know, like, you know, we, we think this is what the medication will do. And, and yeah, there's some side effects, not, there is no side effects. There's nothing you can do like, and it's that inept, that ineptitude that's driven me and I've become a force to be reckoned with. And I have this knowledge now that most people I meet don't have mm-hmm. through going through that adversity. So that's the blessing for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if we aren't able to make a baby naturally, you know, we'll go and steal one off the side of the road or here in Mexico, or whatever, you know, we'll figure it out, but um, we won't actually do it. Anyway. Um, for the record, that, that won't that, actually happen. <laughs> it's just for the record. Um, I couldn't deal with the stress of being chased by Interpol, but uh, what advice would you, would you give for people that are about to go through this or experiencing this?
1: Yeah. um For me, it would be give yourself grace. Um, give yourself grace because you, for me, and if you're any kind of high achiever at all, you seek to be able to accomplish things, to do things, to like not break down, to not cry, to not let your, like you, you come into this like robot mode of like, I'm going to do this. And you become so focused and you're like, I fixed everything in my life. I did all these things and it still didn't work. What's wrong with me? And I didn't give myself the grace to to, to let things play out, to, to let myself feel what I needed to feel, um, let myself heal when I needed to heal, um, forgive myself for the things that I think in hindsight, I could have done better. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I found out after the fact, after Griffin, after our five, our, our losses, our four losses, like two years later, it was right. like a year or two later. I found out that the problem was, I found out the problem and it it was basically that my, um, Body, it was a
2: your tissues don't, like
0: she doesn't. Oh yeah, oxygenate. it doesn't
1: oxygenate my tissues. I wasn't oxygenating the tissues well, and I could have taken a supplement that would have done that. Western medicine didn't figure that out. I took test upon test upon test. They didn't know, so they gave me progesterone shots. Would life have been different if I hadn't taken them? Yeah, it would have been. Would it have been a good different? I don't know. I could I could make whatever story up I want in my head mm-hmm. that it would be good or it'd be bad or it'd be different or what. In like living with what ifs and living in I should haves will do nothing but ruin your future. And so give yourself grace and take the, take the good with the bad and like allow yourself, just like you said, like, hey, what did come out of this? Like, what is good about this? Our relationship's way better than it would have ever been had we not gone through that. We're, in, we're doing things that we love and we have a life that we love. I don't know what would have happened if we didn't. We have a son that we appreciate uh, out the wazoo because of all of it would that have happened? I don't know. Like, so was there a lot of bad? Yeah. was was a lot of things. Like if I focus, it's all about what you focus on. It's all about how you frame things. And so give yourself grace. And when you're to the point, focus and frame the things that are going to help you move forward in life, not the things that are going to hold you back.
2: Yeah. So, and for me, I think the biggest lesson that I learned um, apart from the, like the value of life and like the value of time, right? Like I'm, I'm probably, I'm not probably, I, I could be a workaholic, right? I could go and work and like, or for the money, right? And it's not like, that's not what life's about. So money's important. I'm not saying the money's not important, but it's not everything, right? And I, I think that's one like very tangible lesson that I learned, but I, I think the intangible thing is, right? I don't like to call things bad, right? Like I, I try to really like, I'm very strict on saying something is, something is bad, right? Cause I'm assuming that it's bad, but I have no idea where that will guide me, right? So I, I'm good, it's painful. I like, I would never discount the fact that it was very painful, it was very challenging, but was it bad? I'm I, I can't say that it was bad because we're here, we have a we have a completely different life. we love our life now, right? And without those without all those things happening, I highly doubt we would be here. We probably we wouldn't be having this conversation. like all that like it just wouldn't be different it would just be completely different. I would probably still be in corporate, right? because it was because now I like the risk to jump and to leave is that much more, right? I, I have that much more responsibility. And so uh, calling yeah. it, calling something bad, especially when you're in the middle of it, like, I get it. It's painful, but saying that it's bad is just like, it's, I think it's a mistake. I think it's, and, that's what I
1: think. And during, during like right afterwards, the the image, it, I really feel like it was from God that after our son Griffin is I. I felt, well, there's two different things, but one thing we talked a lot about is we're like, it's like, um, this tapestry, right? And like, when you're so focused on like this little, little part, like you don't look at the rest, you can make a lot of judgments about it, whether it's good, bad, ugly, pretty, like, just cause you're looking at this one little piece. And as time moves forward, you're, you all of a sudden you step, you're stepping back from that because in the moment that's where you're at, Right. But then as you step back, all of a sudden you see all these other things around it and you see the things like maybe that moment impacted somebody else and changed somebody else's life or helped somebody else or changed our direction or changed something. It changed an attitude, it changed a mindset, it changed a relationship. And you start to see that picture come into play. And then all of a sudden you're questioning yourself. You're like, that spot though, I said that spot was bad. But then when you step out, you're like, was it bad? Like, it doesn't actually look bad from here. I mean, it was painful, but it didn't like, and so I guess that's the mentality that we've kind of ad- adopted, um, but yeah. it takes time. Like, so that's why I say, give yourself grace. Cause if you are just getting, if you're in the middle of it or getting like, you're not going to have that perspective right away. And that's okay. We said to each other a million times in a year or two, this is going to look different in a year or two. This is going to look different in a year or two. This is going to look different. And we went through day after day after day of the pain holding on to the fact that in a year or two, it would look different. And it did. But you have to walk through those painful days. And so give yourself grace. And there's going to be a lot of days that you just make it through, but keep focused on there's more. It's, it's, you're looking right here. So I don't know. That's, I guess my best, best thought.
2: Yeah. Um, and And then the last thing I have to say is it, I so because of those surreal experiences that I had like out in the world right like because I had to go like hey guess what like you're going back to work right like we got to pay the bills yeah I'm going back to work like you know in a couple of days like I, there's no medical like what, where's the medical leave I'm sure I could but seventy percent of pay I'm gonna get it done either so here here we go I'm going back to work and so I guess my perspective was like to. I realize the importance of being kind to people that you mm-hmm. don't know. Cause
1: you don't know what because, they're going through
2: because who knows what somebody's doing. And like, I have no idea. So I see people from that perspective sometime, like I don't do it all the time. I mean, I I'm kind to people in public as all the time, right? Like that's my, like, I'm going to say hello. I'm going to say like, I'm having a fantastic day. How are you? Like I try to be upbeat and try to be cheerful with people because I have no idea. I have no idea what pain you're going through right now mm-hmm. and I want to make sure that I can can give you hope because because yeah. it it's needed, right? Yeah. So those those are our big takeaways if you're going to go through it. Yeah.
0: Well, I, thank you guys so much. It's it's super inspiring just for me, right? And I cuz you're taking me back and I've just started writing my second book which kicks off the first story is th- is the the ectopic, mm-hmm. and so because and I love the process of writing because all the memories come flooding back because I've I've journaled in the past but I've not been a disciplined journaler, mm-hmm. and but it's all there, mm-hmm. and and there's so many powerful lessons that that can help other people. I, I, for me, I, there already is. People are already inspired by Anna, and she's created her own podcast series called the World's Best Trauma <laughs> Recovery Podcast. Right. And she's forgiven the perpetrator. She's forgiven all the pet parties involved. And I'm like, oh man, I've got no excuses with this stuff. Right. I want to. I want to take us up a gear or another direction to what I asked about before about the significance of being around high quality humans. What role does that play in your lives?
1: It's been. It's been everything. I mean, because like literally, I know it's like cliche and people say it all the time, but you really become who you hang around, right? Who you're around, you become. And for me, like my mindset has shifted drastically from being around people who talk differently, act differently, and do differently. And and when you're around those type of people, you then become the the outcast or the the weird one or the strange one if you're not you know and it's so crazy because in the world like we notice it if we're going to like we go to like uh you know we go to to a different environment with people who are not people who are are striving to be different and become fulfill their assignment, become who they are called to be, right? You go into a different world, all of a sudden, like you go into it and you're like, what's wrong with us? (laughs) You know, because you've shifted and you've become this different person.
2: Yeah. So, so I think for me, like what I noticed, I so this is what, this is what this made me think of. Um, So when you're around people, right. Or you, you're, you're trying to, like, there's a, there's a certain level of, you're trying to fit in, right? It's human mm-hmm. nature, right? So if you're in an environment long enough, you're going to start to pick up people's mannerisms. Oh yeah. Right. And you're going to start to pick up um,
1: You talk like them, some you of their, like
2: them. Uh, I'm going to use a big word, lexicon, right? So you start to use some of their, like the things that they say and the, the way they say them. And some of like, you start to, like you want to fit in, right? And so if it's high level people, well, you're probably going to pick up something that's good.
1: You know what it's like?
2: I don't know. You're going to tell me.
1: It's though. like, well, you're, you're you're from Australia originally, right?
0: Born, born in New Zealand. I identify as a New Zealander. Okay.
1: But so I'm, my father's
0: New New an Australian, so I'm half and half. So you're right on both counts.
1: All right. But you grew up, you grew up, where do you grow up?
0: In New Zealand. First 20 years, I've spent half my life in both countries. So I'm All like, right. smack- so you're really
2: 50,
1: 50 and, 50/50. Really and 50/50.
0: one, one twenty first 21st Mexican.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, but, but here's the thing. When you left that land and you went into the new land of Mexico, did you change anything? Did anything change for you? Did you eat differently? Did you act differently? Did oh yeah.
0: Love? Yeah. Yeah. I always try and learn key phrases in the country that I'm in. So I can, I can assimilate exactly that. Right.
1: So you assimilate. Right. So whatever land you're in, and those type of people, you assimilate to that. And it's no different than who you spend time with, like, because they're like their own little culture and you become assimilated into that.
0: See, señorita. see, see.
2: Right. Like it's
1: assimilating right now. So right. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, especially,
2: especially if you're going into something that's already established. Right. Like if you get into and, and I think this is the importance of a mastermind. Right. Like that culture, that land is already established. Mm-hmm. They already have their own thing.
1: They have their like, own language. They have their or... own joke.
2: They have inside jokes that you don't know about. They they have these, like, they have this interaction. It's already this ecosystem, right? Well, it's going to change a little bit, but you're not going to completely come in and blow up the ecosystem, no. right? You are going to become part you're of gonna the You're going to conform to
1: that. So, so example. So the gentleman, one of the gentlemen that we work with, right? Partner work with in his, his, his community, if you listen to them have calls, right? And like, we have the privilege of being on these calls and stuff because we work with these people. And um, they're talking and you'll hear people say this statement, man, I did this event the other day and I only made $400,000. So disappointed. <laughs> like, who says that? Who says that, right? But that's literally what they say because it's, the, the culture is,
2: that's like, that's a low, like, you're not hitting the numbers that other people are hitting. Right. So, and, and I think the other thing that's happened is they, they've trained themselves and the community has trained each other to say only mm-hmm. on purpose, even if it's a ridiculous number. I
1: only did five, $5 million that day. Like literally you'll hear people say that like, and you smile and you laugh because you're like, what? Like, who says that? What
2: <laughs> they what they say, it, and then guess what? Guess what happens? We say it. Yeah. Right. It's only this much.
1: It's
2: only this. Much. And in like your perspective on the world is so crazy and so different from most people, right? Like, like we'll be out, um we'll be with my son, and he's doing jujitsu, right? And we'll be there, and somebody's like, "Oh yeah, we would like to do that, but it's really expensive." And I'm like. And and, (laughs) like the only thing that I can hear in, in my head is compared to what compared to what like, it's expensive compared to what? So,
1: and I want to make a clarifying statement. We are not yet making millions and millions of dollars at the time of this podcast. So I'm not saying that from a perspective of you have to be making those type of numbers to think that way. But until you start thinking that way, will you actually make those kind of numbers? This or is we'll December, December
0: twenty first, twenty twenty two, for posterity. Right. So you can have us back be, on a
1: year, and we can. This see is going to be
0: fun because you guys be are on a rocket ship trajectory right now.
1: That's yeah. right.
0: Well, you better tell people what you guys do
1: because you're not, you're not we drug runners. <laughs> no, I mean, really, what we do. I mean, we do marketing. We do online marketing is what we yeah. tell people that we do.
2: That's the, simple, that's the simplest thing to say, especially for, I'm going to call it the uninitiated. The layman, the layman. Oh, uh, yeah. The, Not to be the uniniti- confused. Yeah, exactly. Like,
1: But we help people use um, both the, the skill set that they have and the experiences that they have had in life and use those to serve other people. And in turn, it benefits the other person and it creates profit for them. I mean that's yeah. that's in 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 as concise as you can get um, of what we do is we we help people do that and we we use the tool of funnels and online marketing in, in doing it in an yeah. online version because for us we have found that that is the in the culture that we live in the economy that we live in that's the best way to generate income and serve people because otherwise you're you're um, stuck in a in a place. And, um
2: and Laura doesn't like riding on planes that much.
1: I don't. I like being I a, do. homebody. I like being home.
2: I, but we do enjoy being home.
0: Private jets, private jets. Have you been private, on private we, I
2: mean, been private's on, better
1: than commercial? Private, private is
2: way better than commercial. Um, and we've been on some private jets.
1: Our son actually likes them more than any of us. Like, I honestly, it's it's not even the tr- I mean, planes are what they are, but it's like I'm a snob when it comes to like I like my bed, I like my food i like like i don't know yeah that's the you real your own shit, jet right?
0: you need your own jet that's what, I need my that's own what jet you need. and
1: then i need my own like villa wherever i'm going because i want right. it to be my bed and my music and my, my this, and
2: <laughs> like all those things are our yeah. problem and the food is honestly the food is probably the most problematic because we're such food snobs and we care about the quality of our food so much that it's just like if you're out to eat it's like i know you guys aren't doing what i want like there's no way i'm sorry like it's just not he accurate.
1: cooks steak better than anybody i know although i have not had your steak living so maybe your steak is better he cooks steak better than anyone i know so i can't even get a good steak at a restaurant <laughs> you know
0: like i reckon i reckon, think, I, yeah, I I reckon so. the reason i like you guys so much is because you like your your floridian versions of Anna. Anor- <laughs> you guys from in florida right is that- yeah. yeah, because yeah. I I used an animal only uh, diet for three years to fix my autoimmune stuff. Right, we're, Carnival we're diet.
1: Currently doing that just so know. Uh, oh, so that's no
0: wonder you're killing it, like. Right. So I and I really empathise with that. Not like Anna is the same thing to me as well as that. Like you, you can't cook steak better than Laban. So it is challenging. But one thing yeah. I would say is that money will solve all of those problems because
2: oh,
0: 100%. With, with when you get your G six right, your G six fifty, the plane. You can have a private chef and you can import
1: I'm New Zealand private lamb
0: chef. and, and do you know what I mean? Like all these oh, problems yeah. will go away. Oh yeah.
1: Well, and honestly, I told Zach, I said, one of the first thing, like, like million, like get whatever you want. What would you get? You know? And some people are like, Oh, a plane, a, a housekeeper, this or that. I get a private chef because I, I like to cook and I can cook, but it's, it would be fun not to have to do it all the time. You know?
0: I want to and show you something exactly really, really inspiring. Uh, f- sorry for the audience that are, that are listening to this. You'll have to get on YouTube. but You'll see this on my website for those. This is what happens when you cut out all plants out of your diet for three years.
1: Nicely hey, done.
2: You, are, so you, was, are, you don't have to sell me on that at all.
0: Do
1: you still do organ meats a lot?
0: Um, in bone broth. In okay. bone broth.
1: Okay, yeah. so he makes some mean chicken hearts. Just saying.
0: Don't mind chicken hearts. You go to the Brazilian... Um, yep. You know those those restaurants they typically do them. Mexico, the meat um, is a bit harder. We're very spoiled back in Australia. Had a great butcher, Uh, Gary's Quality Meats. Shout out to Gary. We used to get Tasmanian, Cape Grim marble score four. Like even when we were most destitute financially, I always found money for high quality meat. We're we're the same. We're the same. In 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 um, all honesty,
1: we take we supplement like we take like the freeze dried. Uh, Organs, hot and
0: soil, or whatever Heart brand, yeah. yeah, that's what we yeah. yeah, for now. sure. And so, yeah, they have a
1: great customer experience, by Yeah, you, for those, like, like if you want to do know.
2: some like marketing, like research, like, no, like, seriously, like,
1: they're welcome I, email.
2: Yeah, like, is buy Paul their,
0: Saladino's company?
2: Yeah, yeah it, is. it is. Yeah, yeah. So, like, buy their stuff and like, look at what they're doing for the customer. It's great, like, it's crazy good.
1: I have to, I'll have to send you the initial email they sent because you, you do some marketing too, do you, do you do some marketing?
0: Uh, I suppose so. Yeah. In, in terms of my own marketing yeah. branding I myself s- and
1: I'm going to send you this email. Cause it is like Epic beyond belief. Oh yeah. Like it is so good. So we you, are like, we're marketing send it to answer. me and I'll put
0: it in the show notes as well. All right, sure. cool. Cool. So, yeah, it yeah.
1: is like Epic.
2: They, they did a crazy good job. And, and so to speak to your, um, your animal-based diet, right? Like, we just start. Like, we've done.
1: Yeah, we've done paleo, paleo
2: and, and like, like a bunch of different things, but we just started. I don't know what, like a month ago. Probably a That's month right, ago. A month. Like, and I lost eleven pounds in a week.
1: Mm-hmm. And your right? brain is just and sharp, is sharp, like
2: right? an energy. Like, I don't even need like. I drink coffee because I like a hot beverage, but I don't need coffee. Like, I get up and, like, I don't feel draggy. I don't lose energy in the middle of the day. It is wild. It is. Like, I never, <laughs> like, I did One really good on in. keto, right? I did really good on keto, but then I never thought that,
0: uh
1: So we're going to have to have a steak cook-off, just so you guys know?
0: We Yeah, we're absolutely going to have to do that. I've got some exciting news for you guys, right? And this is for the audience especially. For anyone that decides to, anyone that's because that's listened to any other podcast, because I've interviewed people like Ken Berry and Emily Penton, who, like I, I know a lot of people in this community and they are all unbelievably successful in almost all areas of their life. There's something spiritual that happens when you go carnivore, right? And the more strict you go, if you go lion diet, that was when I was at my most creative. And in May, 2020, I wrote... 30,000 words of the first draft of my book in six weeks. And when you get a chance to read or listen to my book, I didn't get any help. I got it published um, professionally, but you'll see that I was channeling a divine download without any shadow of any doubt. Incidentally, in May 2018, after never having been a runner, I went from running three miles to 26 in 14 days. And then I ran my first... 60 miler, 16 weeks from that first day. And I've since completed three 60 milers. I ran a 50 kilometer, which is 30 miles in July of 2021 on zero sugar.
2: Nice. So you're one right? of those sickos.
0: <laughs> right. And and because all of it ties into trying to heal the body and undo all the damage from the drugs and the alcohol and the abuse. And then you got Anna healing from him. Right. <laughs> And and like we're we're looking to go to Russia, Siberia next year and to do an extended dry fast of between seven mm-hmm. to ten days. And that's all about longevity and also undoing emotional trauma and, and physical health as well, it can add 25 years to your life. Um, like I said at the beginning, I just want to know the truth so I can make an informed decision. So I'm keen to try all these things. But when you like the magic's only gonna happen it's only going to get better and better and better with what you guys are doing. And it's, and it's no wonder you guys are doing so great. And it's no wonder you're so magnetic and charismatic as well. So just some feedback.
2: Appreciate awesome. that. Appreciate cool. that. Yeah. We, uh we are, we are definitely like biohackers and like, we're, we're always looking for the edge. We want to feel a hundred percent. Like I don't want to be up and.
1: He likes to experiment too. Yeah. If, if, if a supplement, like the liver says, take three pills, he's like, how about I take 10?
2: <laughs> like what's 10? do? And then you don't, do. and Then you can't fall asleep, and you're like, "Oh, that's what it does." Okay, we're gonna we're gonna dial that
1: back. It's <laughs> he, like he, totally. it's like being the cryo chamber for five minutes. He's like, "Can I try?" <laughs> <bed?">
0: <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if you guys made another baby, even if <laughs> accidentally.
1: <We're> Libido. Out. <laughs> we are out. Well, I, seriously, I tell him, I'm like, "We're not doing that. Be careful. We're not doing that." <laughs>
0: So. yeah it's a slippery slope folks yeah, um h- how old are you guys by the way
1: i'm actually older than him can you believe it no. I'm do you thir- know how old you are <laughs> i forgot for a minute no i'm 38 he's 36 yep. um wow so, yeah you so.
0: you you do not look 38 for those listings. <laughs> i mean you don't even look 38 like there's you, such a youthful uh energy that comes through like i'm 42 and like that photograph of me was when i was 35 and i looked you about look 45 you you've, well, you've I, you reversed, gone back. you reversed that
1: you reversed your aging
0: i'm benjamin buttoning that mother flipper you know like That's there you right. go i really am i really am and i've been tracking all my data for like a decade so Ooh. i was getting cholesterol done My my um hdl triglycerides ratio is like 4.2 two, which is like my GP high five me. Anna's was like 3.8. The were like 0.8, which I know the the numbers are different in the US, but um, I've had DEXA scans. I, I, re, like I lost 60 pounds of body fat, put on 30 pound of muscle in three years, which is on par with bodybuilders who are juicing and I was purely natural. And I put on half a kilo of skeletal bone density, which I hypothesized because the medication I was on for 17 years for heartburn inhibited the absorption of, iron b12 and calcium yep. and good. and I had a small filling that healed as well
1: mm. true story true story I know. my dentist was like hey you have a filling I want to fill I said I just started the carnivore diet give me a couple months and let's see what happens <laughs> <All> <laughs> I'm right. just curious like more than anything else I'm just curious so
0: well let's let's get you guys back for a, an update in in sure. uh in whatever time frame suits, because you guys are on this trajectory. I know I said this a few times. It's really inspiring, and the the group that we're in together is uh, just amazing. And and I've been connected to some of the people in the group who are helping me out exponentially as well, which is cool. Yes. Um, how do people get a hold of you or find you?
1: You know, we as you as you pointed out before the show is we like to stay in hiding and all. So we're
2: hard to find, <laughs> as you I think you said we're hard to find.
0: Hard to kill. <laughs> well, that too for sure.
2: <laughs>
1: We are not part of the CIA, I promise. We're not part of anything. Um, no, the best way honestly is to find us on Instagram. It's Laura and Zach all one. And it's and it's Z-A-K because he's gotta be cool. You know, you can't be normal, you can't be C H, you gotta be Z-A-K.
2: That's that's from childhood. So I don't <laughs> like I don't know why I did that as a child, but I don't know. I just did it. Just did so. it. So
1: it's Laura L-A-U-R-A-A-N-B-Z-A-K. And you can find us on there. Um, we're not super active on there currently because we are busy uh, building some stuff. Yep. Um, but as you said, we had a podcast that we had quite a while ago. Maybe one day we'll uh, resurrect it and have you on our show. How's that? So-
2: good to ask you.
0: Sounds good. Questions. Well, what's it called? Because you, you, it's under something to what you call it on Spotify. Yeah,
1: it's uh, Living to the Max with Lauren Zach.
0: Yep. That's right. Yeah. Go and check out the episodes already. It's uh, brilliant. It's
1: old school. Right. If it's you want to you want to see like us you, pre this. Yeah, right.
2: You can you can see where we're at. We're we're probably in the middle of a little bit of pain still. So yeah, um
1: that all some uh, of it probably
2: came out in some of those episodes. Mm-hmm. And we're just trying to find our way, honestly. So don't judge too hard. Well, we'll I, as hard I, as you want.
0: I personally love the the vulnerability. I love everything you guys are about. And uh, it's an honor to to know you and spend time with you today. Um, do you have any final concluding thoughts for our amazing audience today? Mm.
1: I would say, I would say, just don't, don't stop. Okay. You're going to be tempted. There's going to be people who are going to tell you that you're not going to do it, or this isn't worth it, or it's not like, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a diet. It doesn't matter if it's a business. It doesn't matter what it is. There's going to be people in your life to make themselves feel better are going to tell you that you're crazy and you need to stop and it doesn't make sense, or you need to be careful or you need to whatever. They're going to put something on you. They're going to, we, we, we say don't have shoulds for other people. They're going to try to should you and say, you should do this and you should do that. And you shouldn't do that. Um, don't listen, (laughs) don't, don't listen. Don't let that stop you. Um, Keep going for the life that you you dream of, and the life and the vision that God has given you, or what however you view that. Like, um, for us, it's like the life, like we felt God was calling us to, and we just we weren't going to stop. And so, just be encouraged. Um, you're going to have some, you know, rocks in your path sometimes, but don't stop. They're all there to help move you forward.
2: Yeah. Um, and to piggyback on that, I I think you have to like. To just remember that like your your experiences make you uniquely you. And those experiences that are uniquely you that no one else has and no one else will ever have, right? Like it's not going to happen again. It's never happened before. Like, use that for the gift that it is, right? Because it's a gift. And you like you look at yourself and you go, "Oh, well, blah, blah, blah. Like, you have to look at it as a positive and not a negative and, and start to figure out how you can utilize it to help other people, mm-hmm. right? Like, like we knew at some point we would be having conversations with somebody about miscarriages. I didn't know it would be this, like I didn't know we would be on your podcast and do it, but I knew like down the road at some point our experience was gonna be able to help someone else, you know, mm-hmm. work through some of that pain. And hopefully it helps a lot of people on this on this episode, because I think we went pretty in depth on it. Like I didn't we didn't intend for that to happen necessarily, but like just recognize that those things are there to help benefit you and others. So that's that's all I got.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Zach and Laura Balbo. Oh, I got so Working seven days a week and 24
1: hours. Yep. I got the business this sure is up to something. Why don't you come and Just don't hit the power button. They say I'm crazy when I say I
0: got the superpowers. It's Laban Ditchburn and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com.